Oh, hello. Hi. Why are you here? Why wouldn't I be? Oh, good point. Are we playing questions? Uh, no. Are you sure? Yeah. I was just getting out of the shower and you're here. I just wanted to get into the shower. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you can use it now. I'm done. Well, now I don't want you to get in there. Oh, okay. Well, the towel's very wet. It's not the only thing. I see. Do you? Yes. Are we playing questions? No. Weird. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Tapes and Scowls. A sh- Live from the shower. Live from the shower. <laughs> Will we electrocute our genitals? Odds are high. Odds are high. You thought James Caan and Robin Williams were hairy. And they are. And they are. They are. And we're not, really. Well. <laughs> you're not a terribly hairy guy, are you? No, not really. Yeah, I don't Just think where so. it counts. Like, yeah, you, don't, you don't have much arm hair or anything? Yeah. You know. I'm not. We're not Paul. We're not Yeti. <laughs> Yeti. Wookie. No Wookie. Nope. Uh, let's talk some movies, Max. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why I'm finger finger guns. Finger guns. Does that mean you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Wait, um, what do you... Wait, huh? oh, no, I got to go first. Okay. We're ending that way. Okay. There's no doubt. All right. There's no doubt you've made my heart happy. All right, here All we right. go. I was thinking of... That's so funny. I was thinking of... All right. All right. All right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have I made you want to stay to the end now? Ooh, oh, yeah, my that's God. That's a good one. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Uh, I'll start, and I'm going to start with a piece of crap. Okay. <laughs> but not as bad as my usual pieces of crap. Okay, so this is just like a... Like, it just... You have to go to the bathroom, and then the turd's disappointing, so you're like, that's it? I'd go to the bathroom for that? That's it? I felt so uncomfortable in my tum-tum because yeah. of that? Right. Jeez. Yep. Well, this movie I watched because I thought it was a bad movie, and it is, but in an odd way. Okay. So this this needs a little setup. This year is 1988. Okay. Fine year. RoboCop has already come out. Okay. And done well, because mm-hmm. that was 86-ish, I want to say. That sounds right. RoboCop 2 has not yet come out. I think that's like 92-ish, maybe. That, that may more, be right, more, yeah. more that way, 90, yeah. 91, 92. I know, yeah, yeah, from the Sandlots in RoboCop 2, at approximately the same age. So it's got to be early 90s. I'm going to say, yeah, so gives you an idea. So the 1988, this movie comes out. This is clearly trying to cash in on RoboCop. Okay. This movie is called Robo Vampire. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right. This one, because I love RoboCop, I had to watch sure. to see it. Uh, because the art for this is essentially RoboCop. It, they didn't even try to change it. Sure. Fighting uh, vampires. Huh. Except it's not your normal vampires. It's the hopping zombie foreign okay. vampires. Yeah. You know? So... This was essentially a foreign movie that they threw in some some RoboCop esque huh. going on. Okay. Some nonsense. It has some terrible dialogue. I bet. But that being said, this movie's not that bad. Okay. This movie surprised me, and I'm going to explain how that can even be a thing. Okay. So I watched this at the end of July on the 26th. One hour, 30 minutes is your IMDb minutes. The genre action, horror, sci fi. No comedy in it. This is very serious. This is some real real deal shit. Sure is. Directed by Godfrey Ho, although he took the name Joe Livingstone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, 80s. Why are you so fucking un-PC? Why are you so damn good? Uh, uh, starring Robin McKay, Nyon Watts, I'm thinking. I don't know. I may have wrote that wrong. Okay. And uh, Harry Miles. Narcotics agent Tom Wilde. Okay. Tom Wilde. Tom, Tom Wilde. I gotta just very Americanize. Narcotics agent Tom Wilde is given a second chance at life after being shot and killed for America. 
In a futuristic experiment, Agent Wilde is returned to life. Can you please continue life. to do your Joe Livingstone voice? In a futuristic experiment, Agent Wilde is returned to life as an android robot. He is sent on. And then I put a bunch of dots because this thing just went on way too long. Okay. Way too long. This is literally like a five-paragraph summary. <laughs> At that point, it's a book report. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. Hopping Vampires Rule is my first. I love them. You don't see them enough in movies. No. They are great. If you're not familiar with them, uh, they're just like, they're closer to zombies, but they hop at you. They're often very slow, but when they catch you, they're crazy powerful. Yep. And they're usually in swarms, which was, was makes them difficult. And of course, as a foreign movie, I forget exactly where this was filmed, but everybody kung fu these things. Absolutely. And uh, it's great. So there's a whole drug side of this where they're trying to get drugs out of this foreign country that I don't recall which one it is. Is. Um, it is not Thailand, and I can tell you because I noticed uh, uh, one of these sites, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, said that there's actual footage from this movie lifted from another movie. Whoa. Lifted from a movie that has the Thai flag seen in the background. I, oh, I wrote a Hong Kong movie. So this is a okay. Hong Kong movie that lifted Thai footage. Huh. So where does the robot come in? The robot comes in, and he very rarely shows up, and he looks like a guy who poorly cosplays RoboCop. Okay. The robot sucks so bad. The robot is complete, utter bullshit. Okay. And if they never put in this robot to cash in on RoboCop, this movie would be probably two to three grades higher. Shit. The robot becomes important to the plot, and I feel like if he wasn't, this movie was cool. Because basic idea, you have your kung fu narcotics kind of bad guys that were smuggling drugs inside the dead zombie vampires. Huh. And they were keeping them... Uh, asleep by putting the the, the classic like uh, uh, the the writing on their heads yeah. on a script kind of thing yeah like doing it was very cool very very mystic right yeah. and uh, they would deliver them in like coffins and stuff to drug dealers in America and that was the plot huh and this big dumb stupid robot comes in and ruins everything it's a shame and I mean the robot there's no redeeming quality mm, that's a shame. Because this and if they just did if they just didn't right seriously this movie was a lot of fun. Bef- that besides cool. that, if I edit out the robot, you'd just be like, well, it's better. Yeah. So, IMDb gave it a three point six. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's our worst shot of the year. It is Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it uh, nothing. The audience gave it a forty eight. Okay. Out of seven hundred some odd people. Sure. I actually gave it a five point five. Okay. This movie minus robot is so good. Okay. Stupid robot. Stupid robot. I honestly think without the robot, this would be a seven, and I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even have to think about it. Wild. Yeah, I'm mad at this movie. Hopping mad. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna do my Yosemite Sam, but I didn't want to shoot your floors. Ah, uh, that's a good call. You should really not bring guns into the shower. <laughs> that's right. The shower's all porcelain. It is. You Those know, bullets are still bouncing around, actually. <laughs> I'll catch one. <laughs> so I'd like to dedicate this next movie to Lou Domenico. Ooh. Oh, I know what movie this is yeah, instantly. Yep. This movie. Hi, is, Lou. This movie is Lou's favorite movie, if I'm not mistaken. Lou is my favorite of the D Domenicos. I mean, that's a, it's a good... Good. I saw a guy basically. His brother's awesome. It's just going to confuse his brother if he yeah, does this. Poor Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Joe, is great. Joe, you rock. They were both on Poor Man's Process. They're both great. They are both great. I did see a version of Lou that was basically Spanish Lou. <laughs> okay. And it was 
No, I mean, I, Jared was with me. He can absolutely vouch for it. It was basically Lou with darker hair. It was like, or, it was like Luis, basically. Whoa. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Lou can't get any blacker and darker and metalier. No, you would think not. But Interesting. The movie I'm talking about is 1991's Point Break. Whoa. Yeah. I watched this in July. This is uh, two hours and three minutes. It is an action crime movie. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow, and it's got the Keanu, the Swayze dog, the Busey, and the Lori Petty in it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie <laughs> is one that I go back to all the time. I've probably seen this movie like two or three dozen times yeah. easily. Yeah, me too. I like this movie. This movie is so good. It is about an FBI agent who, with his partner, goes undercover as a surfer to investigate a string of bank robberies, and then badassery ensues. It really does. I mean, on paper, this movie sounds kind of silly. And then yeah. when you watch it, it's amazing. When somebody tells everything you it's like, makes sense. Yep, like an FBI agent uh, poses as a surfer to try to break up some bank robberies. It's like that sounds stupid as fuck. And then you see the movie, and you're like, "This is one of the best action movies." Full stop. Yeah, it's no. so good. It's very good. Points about this movie I'd like to make. It's amazing. <laughs> it's. It's got a really bizarre premise. I noted that in here. It's so well directed. Catherine Bigelow fucking kills it. I mean, obviously, like she went on to do the Hurt Locker, which was an award-winning picture. Mm-hmm. She got to go on to do Zero Dark Thirty. And she's making like legitimately poignant films, and she's a great filmmaker. And you wouldn't expect her to come out with like some of the best action set pieces in action movie history. And she absolutely fucking kills it. It's unbelievable. There's some crazy shit. Patrick Swayze jumped out of a plane in this he without sure permission did. of anyone. He just did it because he's like, fuck it, we need that shot. I love that story. Yeah. Love it. I mean, the Swayze dog is the man. Swayze dog is the man. I have I have some crazy Swayze stories because one of my uh, instructors at school worked with him. Nice. And apparently he would just walk into bars at night after they were done filming. He would point at somebody, like Babe Ruth style. Nice. And then he'd sit down, and whoever he pointed at, at some point, he would go start a fist fight with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like he would do that. And he would just routinely, he had his own, he, had, he demanded his own, like he had his own trailer, but it had to be an RV and he would just drive it offset. <laughs> and he had a really big dog at the time. Yeah. And everybody was afraid to go near his trailer because he had this giant dog. Smart. Yeah. So my, uh, my instructor was his makeup artist and he basically was just like on babysitting Patrick Swayze duty. So good. Yeah. This was like pre-ghost. So he wasn't quite huge yet, but he was gaining a he lot of traction. Yeah. It was a movie called Tiger Warsaw that he was doing. Okay. And it's uh it's pretty wild, but the Swayze dog's the man, the Keanu's the man. I think about Jerry, Gary Busey certainly fucking batshit crazy. And <laughs> he's, he's living the dream. And he is in this movie. He's living the gimmick, I'll tell you. It's this movie's so good. It's got so many iconic quotes. It's got so many moments that are fucking great. I mean, like, it's so good. Like if you ever want to see fucking Ronald Reagan spraying gas out of a gas fucking pump at people while it's on fire. If you ever want to see a fucking person throw a dog at a person. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to see one of the best fucking foot chases in film history. This movie has all of that plus Laurie Petty not looking crazy. Yeah. I mean the only less crazy role she has is a league of their own I think. Oh man. I'd love to rewatch that one. That's a good one. It's got Gina Davis in it so you know I'm in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gina Davis. Oh, yes. Yes, Gina Davis. Absolutely. Absolutely, Gina Davis. So IMDb score, 7.3 out of 10. Okay. Getting us back on the good graces of IMDb. I swear, man. (laughs) Doing something right. Rotten Tomatoes critical, the second best rating possible out of 59 (laughs) critics. It's got a 69%. (laughs) (laughs) Audience rating, 79%. 
I gave it a 9 out of 10. I had a feeling it'd be high. Yep. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll, Tim. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's just fantastic. Watch the fucking movie if you haven't, because yeah. you're crazy. Come on. It's got 69%. I mean, just rewatch it if you have watched it. Yep. Let's do that. Let's get that going. Yes. Point Break Day. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to a movie. It's not as exciting as Point Break. It is, in fact, a documentary again. Okay. And uh, it is called Jack of All Trades. Okay. This was on Netflix. Was it about making the show Jack of All Trades? Uh, No. Oh. Yeah, I know. They're going to be mad when they go and go to make that documentary. Dan's going to be disappointed. I'm sorry, Dan, but... He loves Jack of All Trades. Well, I always disappoint Dan. That's what you do. It's what I do. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, (laughs) Directed by Harvey Glazer and Stuart Stone. Starring... Stuart Stone. Whoa. Harvey Glazer. What? And I can't read that. Adam Rodness? Rodress? Hey, who cares? It's just some people in this documentary. Hey, Adam. Hi, Adam. This is an investigative look on the baseball card scandal during the 1990s. Wow. This has real-life drama that doesn't feel like it's produced for the camera, so it's actually pretty exciting. Hmm. It's informative, and even Jose Canseco shows up. Jose Canseco? Jose Canseco, Jerry! Wait, that wasn't it. No, that's uh, Keith Hernandez? Keith Hernandez. (laughs) Took me a minute. David Justice, Jerry. Like, just to keep naming yeah. baseball players. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is a movie about a kid who, I believe they were Northern America, maybe they were in Canada, but they had a major uh, baseball card store. This guy's father owned this store, and it was like a chain, and like it was making all the money during the whole boom of baseball cards in the 90s, which was bonkers. Yes. So this kid, his father ends up leaving. He just straight up leaves, goes, starts a new family doesn't say shit about it he just has a a mental break i guess and goes okay so that's kind of the real life drama that's sprinkled in on this because the guy's like kind of bringing that up while trying to learn about baseball cards because very early on he this guy has all this shit all these great hard to find baseball things yeah and he goes to a con to try to sell it and he's thinking he's gonna walk out with like 30 grand and he's like 300 bucks maybe and uh he learns and it's him learning what happened and how everything because he never stayed with it he didn't realize the fall of baseball cards he just knew the boom of baseball okay and it's a very interesting uh story because as they are filming they find his father huh and the one guy uh he's like i can i found his father he's like i can get him on here he will talk about baseball cards with him hmm. on this thing. And it's so much emotion. And like the guy, the, the main kid who this story is about is not like super great. Right. <laughs> He's kind of annoying in, at times and a little stupid in my opinion. Sure. But like this, this real life drama really got me in because I wasn't expecting anything like that. And you can see like he's like talking to like his, I think it's his sister. And she's like, oh, he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna like that. He's not gonna do that. And like they eventually convince them to meet. And I won't tell. I won't spoil how that goes. But it's just very, uh, a very interesting documentary because there's just like a movie. There'd be some drama. Sure. Interesting. But if you don't know about baseball cards, they mass produced the shit out of them. They claim there was only X amount of these Ken Griffey uh, rookie cards. Oh yeah. So yep. One of the few cards that's worth anything. And there was probably a million of them. Yep. And uh, baseball cards are not a good investment, especially if they're not before like 1970 i'm gonna say yeah you have to go back pretty far and even those have fakes uh-huh so uh so don't so don't get into baseball cards kids yep imdb 6.2 
Okay. Rotten Tomatoes didn't have the movie. Okay. To be fair, this movie is a, I believe, Netflix movie. Okay. And fairly new. All right. So if it doesn't have a thing, whatever. Fair. Sure. I gave it a seven. Cool. It's a pretty good documentary. It's not super interesting, and the guy's not super fun to deal with. Right. But it's cool from the perspective of he's learning, and you're kind of learning with him, and he goes everywhere that normally like you and I couldn't go. Sure. And uh, and then the drama added in is very, very interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, so cool documentary if you want to learn about baseball cards. Yeah. Baseball cards. Baseball cards. So this movie Do it. is not baseball card related. No, this is Better. This Do is it. better than baseball Do cards. It. 1987. Yes. Adventures mm-hmm. in Babysitting. Yes. So I watched this in July of 2019. It's one hour and 42 minutes. It is a comedy adventure movie. It's great. It is directed by Chris Columbus. Mm-hmm. It has Elizabeth Shue, Keith Coogan, uh, Maya Bruton, and Anthony Rapp in this movie. Rapp. The summary is a babysitter has to take the kid she's babysitting plus one additional kid to go pick up her friend. Craziness ensues. <laughs> Pretty much. I wrote that. Now you're right. Yep. Uh, this movie is excellent. It's so much fun. It's from top to bottom great. My favorite character by far is the little sister. Oh, she's the she steals the show. She is so good. If you've never seen it before, she's a huge fan of Thor, the character Thor. Before it was cool to like the character Thor. Yeah, nobody liked Thor. No. And she liked Thor. She wears a helmet. She, wears she has the cape. She has a hammer. So good. She runs around. They go around the city and all this crazy shit happens. Like they get a flat tire and they get picked up by somebody who gives them a toe and then he ends up having a whole thing. Like it just goes bonkers so good it's so excellent elizabeth shoes great and then as they move through these different little set pieces is a set piece to set piece kind of movie everything's believable you want them to succeed in what's going on but you don't know how in the world they're going to make it happen and it's just so much fun it's so of the time but again has a transcendent quality because everybody's had a babysitter at a point right and you kind of would this is the kind of thing you would hope would happen to an extent but you kind of like i don't know if i necessarily want gangsters chasing after <laughs> me <laughs> right but it's great and my favorite one of my favorite parts one of my favorite payoffs is towards the end of the movie the little girl gets to meet thor yes yes that is by far the best part of this movie it's so good and <laughs> thor is played by vincent d'onofrio i didn't remember that yes oh i gotta i gotta find yeah this is like that. yeah and this is like right around 87 so right after Full Metal Metal, Jacket. So he is like fucking jacked in this movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, he is in crazy good shape. There are people who've seen Full Metal Jacket and don't realize that's him. Yeah. Oh, my God, Vincent Offer is so good. Like, all right, so it's like this, right? You have Mm -hmm. the look of him in this movie. Then you have Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket. And then we cut to the bug from Men in Black. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) What happened? Yeah, like, this is, all these roles are great. That bug character in Men in Black is fucking amazing. He helps the movie along. Oh, my God. He's so good in that movie, looking like someone who's in a skin suit. How does he do that? He's so great. He's very good. He's so good in everything. I mean, we talked about Spider-Verse already. Or he's not in Spider-Verse. That's no, fucking Liev Schreiber. Wrong Kingpin. Wrong Kingpin. He's great in Daredevil, though. There it is. He is real good in Daredevil. I mean, it's so good. He's great. He's fucking great. He's one of those actors who's great. Elizabeth Shue's great in this. She's fucking great in The Boys. She's real good in that. I mean, like, all these... I mean, Anthony Rapp has gone on to do a bunch of random shit. Like, all these people are really good in this movie. They're all excellent. There's great music in this. There's musical numbers in it. There's all kinds of 
happens is there's like tension, there's romance, there's childhood drama. There's, I mean, it's like you kind of get it all in this movie. Kids go on an adventure. I mean, Chris Columbus was kind of the king of that, right? Yeah, he was. He was real good at it. Wrote, uh, directed Home Alone, wrote Gremlins. Like, I mean, these are all pretty iconic for a reason. Yeah. And he exactly. went on to direct Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, this is kind of how you do. And it's also a PG-13 movie, or PG movie, with two iterations of the word fuck in it. Whoa. Take that. Yeah. So that's pretty Good cool. Good on you, 1987. Yeah. Chris Columbus had to go argue that the fuck was a tandem fuck, therefore should only be counted as one, <laughs> because he needed the, the second fuck was part of the first fuck to pay off the joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is that in and of itself is fantastic. Yep. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You're good, buddy. So let's get out of the shower and go have an adventure. Okay. Because this adventure in the shower is getting weird. It's also a little drippy. I really need to get... I'm starting to get cold. I need to get another towel, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We can't share this one anymore. No. It was it was very nice. That the I hot think. water ran out, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't just turn it off. I don't know. Then it wouldn't be a shower anymore. No. It would just be two dudes in a shower. Yeah. A little weird... I guess. Yeah. I guess it's weird. Yeah. I mean, when the water stops, it gets weird. Well, it was definitely dripping, if you know what I mean. I don't. Okay, bye. <laughs>